Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com, where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. Your ticket is $26. Your Your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. Remember to go check out bellyupsports.com for all the latest trends, articles, and news, as well as our podcasts, including The Corner Booth with Jared Klim, The Blackout with Thomas Black, Chairgating, 50 50 Booking, The O Show with yours truly, and many more. Remember to go check out the Belly Up Shop. Again, only 15 days remaining to go get your pink belly up tea with 50% of the proceeds going to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. It's a great cause. Go pick up your t-shirts and sweatshirts. Now they got a great selection of pink and black belly up sweatshirts with 50% of the commission going to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Go get your merch today. We're also sponsored by TickPick, the number one selling marketplace in New York City. That allows no hidden fees. Get your tickets now and buy Mecca Nutrition. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Uh, ALCS Game 3 recap. I uh, really don't know where to start on this one. It was a very, very depressing game to watch. Honestly, one of the more depressing games I've watched the Yankees play in quite some time. Maybe going all the way back to ALCS Game 7 from two years ago, because that was probably the most depressing game I ever watched in my entire life. I actually went to another Yankee game in 2017. It was just a Yankees-Tigers game in the middle of August. Tigers were up 2-0 in the eighth inning, nothing really going on, depressing game as it was. And then they had a four-hour rain delay. So it was a a 1 o'clock start, I think, got pushed back to 2 after an hour of rain, and then around 4, 4.30, Top of the eighth inning, down 2-0 to the Tigers, who probably won 40 games at that point in the season. Another four-hour rain delay, to the point where there's probably 12 people left in the stadium. They let me and my sister go sit down right behind home plate. And I'm thinking, all right, four-hour rain delay. That's got to kill the Tigers' momentum a little bit, right? And it didn't. They won 2-0. The Yankees didn't muster a single hit in those final two innings after a four-hour freaking rain delay. That was a depressing subway ride home. 
But no, this one takes the cake. This is probably one of the more depressing games, like I said, that I've watched the Yankees play in quite some time, definitely in 2019. A must-win game against the Houston Astros after losing Game 2 in a very heartbreaking and depressing fashion. So back-to-back depressing losses to the Astros. This one was a little bit more laid back just because the tensions were so high on Tuesday night because he never knew which team was going to give first. And then Correa hit it 40 rows deep off of Jay Happ. And then tonight, you had Garrett Cole, who hadn't lost since May 27th, 18-0 and since May 27th. It's absolutely ridiculous, I know, going up against Luis Severino, who's supposed to be the Yankees' ace, but you knew he was going to blow up at any time or could blow up at any time. He he pitched well, okay? Luis Severino pitched well, kept the Yankees in the game. It was the same story it was against Verlander in Game 2 back in Houston on Sunday. The Yankees' bats went silent. They had their opportunities, and they couldn't capitalize. So Luis Severino, I think, went five innings, or he went four and two-thirds, gave up two runs, uh, four hits, seven strikeouts, Uh, Of course, Jose Altuve with the home run in the first inning, that set the tone for the Astros. At the same time, didn't really suck out the life at Yankee Stadium because I think everybody kind of assumed going into these three games at Yankee Stadium it was going to be tough for Houston given what happened two years ago and they didn't beat us here with the exception of one game, Justin Verlander dominating on a Sunday afternoon. The Yankees won three of four at Yankee Stadium in, in 2019 back in June. But with the exception of that, Yankee fans thought that they were going to dominate at home. They thought the concrete jungle, the fans down in the boogie down were just going to be too much for Houston. And they sucked the life right out of Yankee Stadium in the first inning with that Altuve home run. 420 feet to left center field. And then Josh Reddick took a hanging curveball from Luis Severino. Jacked it up about 50 rows deep. No, not 50. Maybe like 25 rows deep in, into the second deck to make it 2 nothing. But again, by that point, it's the second inning. You're down 2 nothing. Solo shots aren't going to hurt you unless you give up six of them. So they're down 2 nothing throughout the duration of the game. Uh, let, let's start in the first inning, though. I mentioned Garrett Cole, obviously, seven shutout innings tonight. It's not what you want to see. It, it was basically what was advertised with Garrett Cole, the way he's been pitching. Now, 19-0 in his last 19 starts since May 27th. But the Yankees had their opportunities. First inning, bases loaded, two outs. Didi Gregorius, first pitch swinging, hits a lazy ground ball to second base for Altuve. I think it was a one-hopper. They, they have to capitalize there. Bases loaded, Two outs. They had runners on first and second after DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge singled. They had runners on first and second, nobody out for Brett Gardner, who was back in the three hole. They put uh, Glaber Torres back in the five spot. So Aaron Boone mixing and matching once again for the third straight game in this series. But Didi Gregorius swinging at the first pitch. I mean, he swung at the first pitch in all of his at bats tonight. Like, I don't think he took one pitch tonight. He swung at the first pitch wherever it was in every at bat, and he didn't come away with a hit. But Brett Gardner up. With runners on first and second and nobody out, I bunt Brett Gardner there. I don't care that he hit 25 home runs this year, 28, whatever it was. I don't care if he's the three-hitter. Bunt him against Garrett Cole. Put runners on second and third. You're down one nothing. You have Edwin Encarnacion, who's yes, has struggled in this series. Played phenomenally, or at least hit phenomenally, against the Twins in the ALDS. He's, he's due to come out of his shell at any point. And he hit a double tonight, so hopefully his confidence increases going into Game 4. But that puts the Yankees with runners on second and third with one out. Who knows what Edwin Encarnacion does there? He, he obviously swung at the first pitch in that at bat. But if he had runners in scoring position with one out as opposed to runners on second and first, 
maybe he would have taken a pitch. Maybe he would have worked the count against Garrett Cole, trying to make him sweat a little bit with Glaber Torres waiting on deck in the five hole. Cole ends up walking Glaber after Edwin Encarnacion swung at a first pitch changeup, I think, and popped it up to Correa. And then Didi hits the ground ball in the inning. That first inning was very frustrating, but at the end of the day, like it was the first inning, they still got nine more innings to go. But now looking back at the game the way it went, you would have liked to get those runs in early. And then in the second inning, you had runners on first and second with two outs, some more runners in scoring position with Aaron Judge at the plate, and he just looked outdueled by Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole absolutely breaking out his best stuff. Uh, the, the slider, that's probably the greatest slider in the game today, just absolutely drops off the plate. He mixed that pitch well in beautifully with his fastball, and Aaron Judge just looked like a fool in that at-bat, striking out on a 1-2 slider out of the zone. Back-to-back sliders in the exact same spot that Aaron Judge, you could tell, was just pissed with himself at. And uh, that was it. Third inning, one, two, three inning for Cole. And at that point, you're like, okay, he's going to get into a groove. The Yankees are basically finished. No. Fourth inning. They get runners on, um, I think, second and first again, which actually resulted in a mound visit. So he walked Gio Urshela, walked Aaron Hicks, two great at-bats. I think he walked Gio on four pitches. Aaron Hicks with a phenomenal at-bat to get on base. First and second, two outs, DJ LeMay, who couldn't be a better situation for the Yankees, ends up hitting a line drive right off the nose, right to George Springer in center field for the final out. Couldn't have drawn it up any better if you're Garrett Cole and the Astros. And then that fifth inning, probably the demoralizing inning out of all of those demoralizing innings for the Yankees. Runners on first and second with two outs. Didi Gregorius at the plate. Go-ahead run, one swing of the bat. Gives the Yankees the lead. This was after Edwin Encarnacion doubled with two outs after Judge and Gardner were retired. Then Gleyber Torres worked a walk. First and second, two outs. Didi Gregorius, like I said, swung at the first pitch in all of his at-bats. This one, he barreled up perfectly. He pops it up, short right field. You're like, this has a chance to get out. The stadium is rocking. You think it's going over the wall. And uh, right there is Josh Reddick right in front of the wall, like literally on the steps of the warning track dirt to make the catch right in front of section, I think, 103 there, right behind the WB Mason sign. Absolutely demoralizing, very depressing moment in that game. One swing of the bat, just a few more inches, and Didi Gregorius would have given the Yankees a 3-2 lead up against Garrett Cole in a very, very decisive game three because now Houston has all the momentum going forward in this series. They, the Yankees had home field advantage. They took it back from Houston, and Houston took it right back with a win on the road, something that they haven't been able to do at Yankee Stadium in quite some time. And after that, Garrett Cole settles down, another one, two, three, sixth. He allowed five hits. So many runners left in scoring position for the Yankees. It's unreal. Five against Garrett Cole, and then, of course, in that seventh inning, still a 2 nothing game. You take out Chad Green again, who was excellent for the second straight game. Aaron Boone takes him out for Adam Ottavino. And when Adam Ottavino pitches in postseason baseball, you've seen it in about four games already this year for the Yankees. It is not going to start well. It is not going to end well. He only threw seven pitches, but managed to give the Yankees uh, more gray hairs by putting runners on first and third with nobody out. So George Springer gets on. Worked a great at-bat, a great eye from George Springer. It's why he's one of the best, two-time All-Star. He uh, Adam Ottavino had him on a 1-2 count, ends up walking him, just couldn't place his slider. And then 
uh, hit and run. George Springer had a great lead on that play from Ottavino. Like, it was obvious that he was running. Got a huge jump. It, Sanchez had no chance of throwing him out if he got that fastball by Jose Altuve. But it was a hit and run by A.J. Hinch. Jose Altuve barrels it up, takes it the other way on the grounder, on the ground ball to right field. Springer moves to third. Runners on first and third. Nobody out. Ottavino p- throws seven pitches. And that's it. Gets booed out of the building at Yankee Stadium. Like at this point, you're just frustrated. And a guy who was probably your number one reliever during the regular season has been absolutely abysmal in four appearances so far this postseason. We saw in Game One of the ALDS, only faced Nelson Cruz, walked him. Game Three of the ALDS against Nelson Cruz in Minnesota, walked him. And then, of course, Game Two in the ALCS gives up the game tying shot to George Springer. And now in Game Three of the ALCS. Puts the Yankees' backs against the walls in that seventh inning. And then Zach Britton has to come in. There's bases loaded, one out, and he throws two dirt balls right back-to-back, back-to-back to to Gary Sanchez, which was really frustrating to watch because you'd really, really like to see him reach the plate. The first one, Gary got lucky that it hit the home plate umpire's leg to keep it in front, and then the next one obviously got by him. So Gary Sanchez not hitting right now at the moment, 1-for-12 in the series, and he can't play any defense as well. So a run scores there, that made it 3 nothing, and then they bring in, um, I think Britton was still in the game, and then he gave up a Yuli Gurriel sack fly. Gardner just threw it in, had no chance of getting Michael Brantley tagging from third. That made it 4 nothing. And at that, even at that point, you're like, okay, there's still a little bit of hope. You just got to chase Garrett Cole. His pitch count was at 102 going into the bottom of the seventh. Not to mention the about 20-minute delay because the home plate umpire had to leave the game. He got hit, uh, hit with a foul tip early on in the game. Ends up uh, having to leave the game. One, I think it was the third base umpire had to go put on the padding, go get his home plate uniform on, which meant instead of seven umpires, I think there were now five, or instead of six, there were now five. So there was a guy down the left field line, but not down the right field line. Still one more than you have in the regular season. But that base, that that was in the top of the fourth. That put Garrett Cole on the bench for about 40 minutes before he went back out to the mound, and then he just mowed down the Yankees again. So it's insane to see what he was able to do. One, two, three, seventh inning, only throws, I, I think, around 110 pitches. And then in the bottom of the eighth, they bring in Chris Harris, and he gives up the solo home run to Glaber Torres. So the Yankees finally on the board was a no-doubter to right field. He's only 22, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but definitely at that point, it's 4 nothing. bottom of the eighth inning. Still very, very hard to get excited about because you're still down by three runs. But if anybody remembers in Game 4 of the ALCS in 2017, they were down 4 nothing in the 7th inning in that game as well. Must-win game. They were down 2-1 in the series. Aaron Judge hits the home run in the 7th, and then it's a 4-1 game. Then they end up scoring uh, uh, 4. Yeah, so they score. Didi Royce hits a triple right after that home run from Judge. Sanchez drives him in with a sack fly. 4-2 in the bottom of the 8th, and they score 4 runs. Judge with the RBI double to tie the game, and then... Gary Sanchez with a two-run double to win it. They win that one 6-4 to four to tie up the series 2-2. He didn't get that this time, though. So Glaber hits the home run, and that was basically it. A 1-2-3 ninth inning as Roberto Osuna closed the door, and that completed a very, very depressing Yankees loss to the Astros. 4-1 to one the final at Yankee Stadium. The Houston Astros now lead the American League Championship Series two games to one going into a dire must-win scenario for the Yankees in Game 4. So let's briefly review. We just reviewed Game 3. Let's 
briefly preview Game 4 of the ALCS, whether it's tomorrow or on Thursday. The Yankees might not get an off day for the rest of this series, folks. It may really tax out that bullpen. But before all that, let's hear from our new sponsor over at Mecca Nutrition. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecca Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661 695 9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now, and for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at neil or neil at mechanutritionstore.com rumor has it if you mention mecha nutrition you may come away with an added discount as well but you didn't hear it from me so go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now mecha nutrition build a better you okay so the weather recap or the weather um prediction i guess for tomorrow is rain 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 so 100% chance of precipitation. Likely, we're going to get a rainout tomorrow for ALCS Game 4, which means Game 4, 5, potentially, or no, it is going to, so 4, 5, potentially 6, and 7 are all going to be back-to-back-to-back-to-back, which does not bode well for the New York Yankees. And here's why. Their bullpen's already taxed as it is. They taxed it in game two. They had one day rest. They used Chad Green and Ottavino and Britton all again today. And now you got a bullpen a game tomorrow that's probably going to be started by Jay Happ. I wouldn't be shocked to see Masahiro Tanaka come in for an inning or two tomorrow and then throw on a, a Thursday or Friday. It's going to be game five on Friday if it's rained out tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tanaka come in in relief for one or two innings in game four if they need him in a big inning, say like the seventh or eighth inning up by one, and then start him for about three or four innings in game five against Granky. Because tomorrow and Friday and Saturday, games four, five, and six – if you can win all of them, that would be A-OK with me because they are all must-win games. Garrett Cole in Minute Maid Park in a Game 7 scenario is basically impossible. I, I don't think that anybody would disagree with that statement. I think that if the Yankees win this series or if they have an opportunity to win this series, they're going to have to do it in six games. They're going to have to win out from here on out. They're down 2-1 in the series. 
But the good news for Yankee fans, as well as myself here, you got the good pitchers out of the way. You got Verlander in Game 2, who you almost walked away with a victory win. Like, Verlander pitched very well, but the Yankees uh, got to him to the point where the game was tied when they took him out of the game. So they had a chance to win. Correa hits the walk-off. Bummer. Game 3, Garrett Cole was able to wiggle himself out of five jams tonight. First inning, second inning, fourth inning, fifth inning. Yeah. Four, four jams in seven innings. He threw 110 pitches. Did not have his A stuff, but on paper, it looks Cole-esque. It looks Garrett Cole-esque. Seven shutout innings, only allowed four hits. Struck out seven or eight, how many ever he struck out. So yeah, it looked dominant on paper. Was not dominant in real life. He, he got himself into trouble. That Again, that so close to being a three-run home run from Didi Gregorius in the fifth inning. A real, real bummer for Yankee fans who are at Yankee Stadium, as well as the millions watching on FS1 as Joe Buck uh, called uh, called another uh, lopsided game. Sounded like he was cheering for the Astros the entire time. John Smoltz always sounds like he's against the Yankees, still bitter from losing those two series back in 96 and 99. But anyways, I don't think that Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole were as dominant as they could have been. Well, Justin Verlander obviously just gave up the one big shot to judge in the fourth inning with the two-run homer in Game 2, but Garrett Cole was just able to work himself out of trouble, which is what you got to do in the playoffs, I guess. But the Yankees showed that they could hit him. They just couldn't capitalize on those hits or those base runners. But anyways, Verlander and Cole out of the way, at least until Game 6 and 7 back in Houston. Now the Yankees can go to work and pounce on Houston's bullpen, which is not as strong as the Yankees. They're going to have to go after Houston's bullpen. That was also taxed in Game 2, threw a little bit in Game 3. Of course, Cole gave him seven, shut, seven shutouts strong. But in this game, you got the bullpen, which I think that the Yankees should have no problem getting to. Again, Verlander and Cole were the big bugaboos in this series. You don't face them again for two more games. Pounce on the bullpen in Game 4, even up the series. Hopefully our bullpen can lay it down even though they're all shot. Again, bring, bring in Tanaka if you have to. Get some length out of Hap if he's pitching well. You also have CC you can turn to. And then in Game 5, if Tanaka's starting your Game 5, a pivotal Game 5 that you have to win to go up 3-2, you're going up against Granke, who you shelled in his own ballpark. You're going to be able to shell him at Yankee Stadium. you got to win these games when Verlander and Cole aren't on the mound. you got poor pitching all around. Go up 3-2, and then once you go to Game 6 back in Minute Maid Park in Houston on, it looks like Saturday, against Justin Verlander, that's when you, you really got to go to war in that game. You have to win game six. You cannot force a game seven. You got to hold the Astros down. It's looking like it'd probably be Paxton in game six, which is so fucking scary, if you ask me. Paxton did not get out of the third inning, didn't get out of the, of the fourth inning, or I think it was he didn't get out of the fifth inning in game one against the Twins, didn't get out of the third inning in game two of the ALCS against the Astros. He scares me. And the bullpen... It, it, it's already caught up to them, the amount of work that they've put into this series in just three games. They're going to be tired. I mean, Houston did such a great job at getting to everybody in that 11-inning game on uh, Sunday night. They had to bring in Happ and Loisica, the two guys you wouldn't want to bring in, besides Luis Sessa, who actually dominated tonight. Props to Luis Sessa for striking out the side in the eighth inning. was very impressive. And it's not like he struck out just the bums in the bottom of the order. He struck out Bregman, he struck out Altuve, and he struck out Brantley. So 
props to him. But the bullpen has to be ready in game six, you got to think, which is why this potential rain out tomorrow drills the Yankees and their fans' confidence because now you got at least a day off so to speak, for the bullpen tomorrow. But then you got to go to war four days in a row if you want to win this series, at least three days in a row. You'd like it to be three wins in three days, two at home, one at Minute Maid. But if you don't win that game six, Garrett Cole in game seven is just going to eat everybody alive. I mean, fans at bars are going to be drinking everything in sight to basically calm their nerves, lose all feeling, because your feelings are going to be pretty hurt if the Yankees end up losing yet another Game 7 of the ALCS in Houston at Minute Maid Park against the Houston Astros, second time in three years. So you gotta, you have to win out, to me, if you're the New York Yankees. You have to win out in order to advance to the World Series because I, I personally don't have the confidence in him to win Game 7 against Garrett Cole. The guy hasn't lost since May 27th. What are you going to do? I mean, tonight, he didn't have his A stuff tonight. Not even close. The Yankees had so many opportunities to pounce on him. And he just buckled down and threw seven shutout innings. It's absolutely inspiring. It's so impressive and just so depressing at the same time to see what Garrett Cole did to the New York Yankees tonight. But the Astros now lead the series two games to one. Again, I, I really don't want to talk about this anymore. It was that depressing. The Yankees got to go get them tomorrow or on Thursday if there's a rain out tomorrow. I think rain, ultimately, I don't, I don't know if it would hurt the Yankees more or the Astros more. I think it obviously hurts the Astros. They're not used to playing in that environment. But the Yankees have been so injury prone this year. I don't know if I want any of my guys playing on, on wet surface. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. If it does get rained out, at least everybody gets an off day to clear their heads. Hopefully the Yankees can get together as a team, maybe a team meeting. I don't want to go to those precautions. I'm not panicking. I'm not hitting the panic button of any any sorts here. But it's, it's a must win these next two days. If you go down, if you lose another game at home in the series, go down 3-2 to Houston, going back to game six against Verlander and Cole, it, it's over. I don't think you can beat both of them. I think, I think you got to take the two here at Yankee Stadium against poor pitching. Again, you're not going to be facing Verlander or Cole. You're going to be facing the the bullpen in game four, possibly an Aaron Sanchez type. You're going to be facing Chris Harris, Roberto Ozuna, Presley, you name them. And then you got Granky in game five. You should be able to pounce on this on, on, on this pitching like you did in game one. You pounced on Granky in game one and the bullpen. Go into game four with a chip on your shoulder, and then in Game 5 with a chip on your shoulder, and in Game 6 with a chip on your shoulder because you have to win in six games if you're the New York Yankees. I don't think they can win it in seven. I think a lot of people have predicted Astros in seven since the start of this series. I think after they won Game 1, it was like, oh, shit, the Yankees are here to play. They've come to play. They beat, the Yankee, they beat Houston at Minute Maid Park, something they've never been able to do in the past three years. And they come... Back in game two, looking strong. They have the lead 2-1 to one after Judge's homer. Everything's looking great. And then Springer hits the home run. It's 2-2. Two, two. You're still tied. You're still in the game. Extra innings. All you got to do is score. Get someone across. Way too many runners left in scoring position. Gary Sanchez, of course, with the weird at-bat in game two in that 11th inning. And then Correa ends it. It's a heartbreaker. 1-1. But if you asked any Yankee fan, you would have liked to go up 1-1. Going back home where you know you're going to dominate well, at least you thought you were because you lost 4-1 to one after Garrett Cole threw seven shutout innings in Game 3. As advertised, a lot of people predicted it, and it happened. Even though he didn't have his A stuff, Yankees left five runners in scoring position against Cole. Didi almost hits a three-run homer, but he doesn't on the warning track. Josh Reddick makes the play. 
Very depressing stuff in the Bronx today, but tomorrow's a new day. Let the sun shine or the rain fall. Doesn't matter to me. Game four, Yankees got to even up the series. They have to. And uh, before we get wrap this episode up, I want to give a quick shout-out to the Washington Nationals over in the NLCS against the St. Louis Cardinals. They're in the seventh inning right now, up 7-4. to four. They are nine outs away from their first NL pennant in franchise history. The Washington Nationals, at this point, I think it's safe to say, are well on their way to the 2019 World Series. For a team that was 19-31 in mid-May, they, they looked out of it. And now, I mean, a year after losing Bryce Harper to the Phillies for that max contract that they probably already regret, 13 years, $330 million with no opt-outs. The guy hit 235 this year. Ridiculous. Even, even his own fans were telling him, wow, 13 years, 330, huh? And he was telling them, like, yeah, hey, shut the fuck up. Screaming at his own fans. That's nice. But the Washington Nationals come back. They signed Patrick Corbin, a deadly three-headed monster in Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin, not to mention Annabelle Sanchez, who has run rough shot over the NL this postseason. So congratulations to the Washington Nationals. Congratulations to Washington Nationals fans. You're going to the World Series for the first time ever. And on that note, let's go, Yanks. Maybe we can meet you in the playoffs. Hit it, Hootie. find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. 
1-800-273-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now, and for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.